Welcome, I'm Matthew from The Travel Podcast and on this episode we're going to be looking at the festive and winter holidays to the sunshine state of Florida. Our special guest for this episode joining us from Florida is Dana, President and CEO of Visit Florida, Megan, Director of PR of Visit Florida and Elon, Senior International Marketing Account Executive of Visit Florida. So thank you all for joining me on this episode. Thanks for having us. Good morning. Thank you. And um, before we get started on our holiday special with Florida, uh, I just wanted to ask, what kind of winter or holiday season person are you? Are you the go all out with decorations around your house inside and out, National Lampoon style? Or are you a bit of an Ebenezer Scrooge or the Grinch for our younger listeners um, around the festive season? If I start with you, Dana. I'm probably a little bit in between. Uh, I have neighbors that are uh, like the Christmas vacation and light their houses up like crazy. So we take a little bit more subdued approach, but we always have a Christmas tree. And Eon? I'm the same. I'm kind of middle of the road. I have a couple of decorations outside, also put up a tree inside. But as Dana said, I'm also in a neighborhood where they go all out. And one of our houses was on um, Good Morning America, where they had the lights going to a different song. So it's just, it's crazy out here, but it's fun. <laughs> Megan? Um, today, even though we're recording a podcast and we didn't need to be festive, I put on a nice like Christmas <laughs> top. So if that tells you anything, um, have <laughs> Always kind of gone all out and any holiday have to dress up and do do everything and ugly Christmas sweaters, forcing the whole family to do it. So I'm kind of on the crazy end. I'm, I, I'm a bit of a mix as well. I, uh, me and some friends, we have a, an annual Christmas Eve tradition where we'd all wear Christmas jumpers and then we do we go out um, for Christmas drinks all, all day. Uh, with a nice, uh, it's an English tradition more so than maybe somewhere else in the world, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely enjoy the festivities of being close with friends and families around uh, around Christmas time. And um, that being said, you know, I always thought winter and holiday seasons must be cold and a bonus if there is snow on Christmas Day and you can get up into the mountains and go skiing. That's one of my favourites. But uh, of a recent trip a few December's ago, I decided to get out to some sunshine and got to Hawaii and actually realised it's amazing to enjoy the festive uh, festive season and some winter sunshine shine and it's definitely after this year i think is going to be something that i think might well myself i'm definitely recommending that um my mum uh, sister brother-in-law nephew all get away next year for a holiday season in the sun and i'm definitely thinking of florida being my number one choice obviously um and it's, it's i think it's just an amazing time of year to get out and do something different i think a lot of people are going to be looking at doing that uh, over the come coming years after what's happened this year. People really want to spend and do unique experiences going forward. So on that, all of our listeners looking to get away and do something special with either their friends or family next winter, what makes Florida so unique as a winter sun destination? So I'm going to start with you first, Dana. Well, for one, uh, rather than decorating the outdoor uh, Christmas type trees, here we decorate our palm trees. And I live in the city of Tampa. And last night I was downtown uh, and saw that the city has has put red and green lights on all of the big palm tree configurations downtown. So it's very festive. And uh, it is it is always lovely to get out with the family 
and take a walk along the water uh, on Christmas Day after all the presents are opened and the lunch is cooked and everything's ready to go. It's just a lovely time to be outside. And that's what we have to offer is uh, no matter what the time of year, we have amazing weather here where people can just enjoy uh, nature and being out. And it sounds like they look like some lovely palm trees, uh, candy sticks that they've got going on around in Tamford at the moment. It's very festive. I love it. And Megan? I mean, we call the winter our bragging season because everyone else is cold and miserable. And so we can brag about, about the weather and um, to have it be in the 70s, which is around like 22 degrees uh, Celsius in the wintertime is actually really nice and being able to enjoy everything outdoors. So, you know, when people are looking to stay indoors as much as possible, we're spending as much time outside as possible, outdoor shopping for everyone during the holidays when you need to go get your gifts. It's just, it's a totally different experience. And um, I, I really don't think there's anywhere else better to spend the holidays in Florida. And Ian, what, what do you think makes uh, Florida very unique as a winter sun destination? Well, I think too, it's like most of the country is um, outside building snowman. We have sand, so we're, we're building sandman or sand castles. Um, we also decorate our lifeguard chairs on the beach. Like there's a competition in Jacksonville where they, um, different businesses sponsor it and, and decorate lifeguard chairs. So we wear flip-flops for Christmas. We sit by the poolside um, and have a you know, glass of champagne. So it's just, it's a diff- different experience and a great experience and definitely something to enjoy outdoors for sure. And and Dana, you mentioned you're from Tampa. Megan, I know you're from Tallahassee, which is up in the panhandle of Florida. For those um, who may not know where that is, up towards Alabama and uh, Georgia. And it, where are you from? I'm in Tallahassee as well. You're in Tallahassee as well. So Mm -hmm. you've got two from the panhandle. Perfect. So um, for myself and those looking to enjoy the festive season away from home next year, uh, what is Florida like during the actual holidays? Are there any festive events and traditions in Florida? So obviously there could be different events and traditions across different areas. That's why I was just asking where you're you're from. Like, Does it actually mix between the difference up in Tampa to maybe Miami down the south and up in Tallahassee where – two of you are joining us from. So uh, Megan, if I start with you. Yeah, so Florida has a lot of, I would say, unique or even odd (laughs) Christmas traditions. Uh, Here in Tallahassee, not a unique or an odd one, but we have some nice parks um, that you can drive through that have lights. So you can, especially for this year, that's great. You can stay in your car and social distance, Uh, but you can drive through Dorothy B. Oven Park here in Tallahassee. It's really beautiful. And um, they have... I think a quarter of a million lights in this park. So it's really beautiful. Um, and that those, there are things like that all over the state. But some of the unique things that we have um, in Cocoa Beach, which is known for surfing, there's an event called Surfing Santas. So thousands of people come dressed as Santa and they surf and it's just, you know, a big celebration of the holidays. Uh, Pensacola has the polar bear plunge on New Year's Day. So at high noon, everyone jumps into the water in their 
costumes or swimsuits or wetsuits, and then they are rewarded with a free beer and a traditional New Year's Day lunch, which consists of ham, black-eyed peas, uh, greens, and cornbread. And that's at Florabama, the famous bar that's on the Florida-Alabama line. So lots of interesting things. So like Will I Am all comes and joins the, the festivities down there. Sorry, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't resist myself there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and Elon? Um, I was just going to say, um, I know a lot of uh, British travelers come to Florida for the theme parks. Um, so I just wanted to say, if you haven't, if you've been once before and haven't been during Christmas, it's absolutely amazing to see the theme parks transformed. You know, Disney does it, Universal, Bush Gardens, even um, the Lowry Park Zoo in Tampa does an amazing job. So that's definitely something to see during the holidays or the theme parks for sure. And, and Dane, what's it like in, in Tampa, a bit further south from, from the Panhandle? Well, in Tampa and in several places in Central and South Florida, uh, we are on the water. And so we have the very unique Christmas event of these Christmas boat parades, lighted boat parades. So people go all out and decorate their motorboats and their sailboats. And uh, we'll have hundreds of lighted boats and people gather on the shore all along the route and have cocktails and appetizers and uh, just enjoy watching the parade. So it's, it's quite fun and it's beautiful because it's so bright. Uh, and usually it's very clear at night this time of year. So the lights really sparkle over the water. So that is here in Tampa and uh, in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach, really anywhere where you've got canals and waterfront, you're going to have these boat parades. I think that's something you know, that you mentioned. Um, a lot of people go over maybe for, for the theme parks, but it, it's also, I think, great to and and if you've been listening to our florida series you'd have noticed we've been talking about the uh, some of the best beaches in the world that are in florida uh what there is to do away from the park so the likes of going to um uh kennedy space center vista complex make sure i get the correct <laughs> title in there and um also the national park so i think it, a lot of that it's amazing that you like you mentioned the weather is so so brilliant at that time of year that it really does get you out and about, maybe more so than potentially in the summer months or even in uh, the shoulder months where it could the humidity can be a lot hotter. So sometimes for some people, it's actually a better time of year to visit, which I'm, I'm definitely getting the vibe of. And with we mentioned the world-class beaches, uh, which Florida has many, and also the world-class theme parks, world-class golf, and so many other activities that you can enjoy uh, doing outdoors what can listeners get up to in the winter months what are some of your favorite activities to get up to uh, and what other Floridians can enjoy I'm going to start with you Dana well my favorite thing to do every day of the year not just in the winter not just during the holidays is to take long walks exercise walks um, here in Tampa I have a four mile route running up and down the convention center stairs and so forth it's just our lifestyle here is so uh, so geared toward the outdoors that even in times like this with COVID, I would, I would think that the way that we live each and every day would feel much more normal to people, even in these crazy times than in most other places, because we are so geared to outdoors uh, and just being out in uh, the fresh air and the sunlight. And so for us, it doesn't feel quite as strange as it might in other places, because we can continue doing much of the same thing that we would do anyway. Amazing. And Eva? 
I think, too, there's just so many different um, festivals and things going on during the winter months. Um, I know Megan and I, I don't know if it was her first time, but we um, attended Gasparilla down in Tampa a few years ago. And that was just an amazing experience. And the weather was perfect. It sun shining and we had beads and prayed. It was really, really cool. And then another thing also is... Um, uh, Last January, we went and swam with manatees. So that's just, just there's just so many things that you can do outdoors in the winter and um, really fun, unique experiences. And, and with that, with the, the manatees, um, whereabouts in Florida is, is that, for those who may not be aware? That's in Crystal River. So it's about an hour and a half from Orlando, hour and a half drive from Orlando, and an hour and a half um, drive north from Tampa. Amazing. Yeah. And, and it is an amazing experience. I've, I've been into Crystal River and even if you aren't just going to see the manatees, it's an amazing uh, area to go out, get out on the the waterways and do some kayaking. Yeah. And there's also a, what I'd like to call is monkey islands. Uh, there's some monkeys from a, from filming, yeah. what the film is, uh, but the, you can go and see them. They're, they're well looked after. They're, they're on this little island uh, just to themselves. So that's an experience as well. And, and Megan, mm-hmm. uh, what are some of your favorite winter month activities and what would you recommend when visiting? I was definitely going to say swimming with the manatees as well. It's the only place that you can do it legally in all of North America. They are just amazing creatures. The water stays 22 degrees Celsius year round. And so uh, they come they come to stay warm in the, the winter months. And just it's one of those when someone says transformational travel, I'm just kind of like, what do you mean by that? And then whenever I had this experience, I was like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and what that means. And now I've become an advocate, like many Floridians are advocates for protecting them and making sure that they survive. They're no longer on the endangered species list. And a lot of that has to do with the work that Floridians have done to protect them. So that's that's my number one. But uh, just today, I live really close to, to a park and um, we have some media in town and I'm going to ride my bike over to meet them. Um, also in Crystal River, there's a great bike, bikeways and pathways, and that's all over the state. So I think that's yeah. one of the things that what Dana was saying about having her four mile track, people are just outdoors. Um, mm-hmm. So I like to just hop on my bike and go over to the park that's just around the corner um, and, and enjoy that. And I think another thing, you know, we're talking about the holidays and more gearing it towards uh, the Christmas holidays, but we also know how to do New Year's. <laughs> Here in Florida, uh, we have a lot of interesting events and uh, a lot of odd things that drop from the sky. <laughs> um, so one of, you know, just all of all around the state, we have beach ball drop in Panama City Beach. We have a pelican drop in Pensacola. We have a drag queen that drops in a shoe <laughs> in West. Um, there's just a lot of interesting things around the state for, for New Year's. And again, because the weather is what it is people can enjoy that outside. And they, a lot of these events, they'll have a kid's drop. So around like seven or eight o'clock, they'll do a drop for them, send the kiddos to bed, and then the adults can have fun. <laughs> and, and, and with that, you say that you've got like New Year's Eve is a great time to maybe even twin it. So you've got the, fa- you know, if it's a group of friends or, or even family, you've got Christmas time mm-hmm. seeing Santa maybe or Mickey Santa uh, um, Disney, and then you can get out to the beaches, which I know what we've we've sort of covered in in our definitely in our mini series is really getting mm-hmm. out and exploring the rest of Florida and what amazing opportunities it has has to offer. Um, what would be some of your highlighting destinations? Obviously, I know Tampa is a very lively place to enjoy uh, a, a night out or maybe even New Year, New Year's Eve. Is there certain places that you think actually yes, if you want to get away, whether you're a couple or whether you're a family? 
these are the sort of places that you want to get to be, be so by the beach and enjoy New Year's Eve. Also, if you want a, a night out, uh, Dana? Well, I think it depends on what you're looking for, because some people want a very vibrant New Year's activity or you're feeling like Key West, obviously, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Miami are going to be very upbeat. Uh, if you wanted something a little more low key, but also having golf and fishing and beach, maybe somewhere like uh, Sanibel or Boca Grand Island or Sarasota. Uh, Tampa is more of an urban scene, but kind of uh, not quite as over the top Miami, but still fun. Uh, great culinary. Obviously, Orlando, you've got the theme parks, which really blow it out for New Year's like you would expect. So that, that's just South and Central Florida. Um, it, it's really uh, uh, endless. And I, I wanted to add one thing because, you know, New Year's is New Year's Day and New Year's Eve. And one thing that we have in Florida that is really unique is that we are uh, very uh, much in the path of all of the migratory birds that come through uh, from South America to North America. And so we have some truly spectacular uh, bird watching here in Florida where we have huge flocks of just magnificent birds that might overnight here on the water and then continue their trek uh, south at this time of year. So it's even for the naturalist, uh, there is something to do that is unique and special and, and really awe-inspiring when you see these flocks of hundreds of thousands of birds that are just passing through. No, so, uh, definitely, I think, what a wonderful way to enjoy just sitting on the beach or seeing the birds or getting out to some of the national and state parks that you have all across Florida to, to be one with nature, whether it be the birds or even seeing potentially the alligators and the crocodiles in, in, uh, down in the Everglades. And you know, uh, talking about northern uh, Florida, for those, especially if any listeners are listening from the UK, you may not know it as well as you know the likes of Tampa, Sarasota, Orlando, um, Fort, Fort Lauderdale, and, and, and Naples and the like. What is an experience going to be like up there, potentially, maybe for New Year's Eve? I know it's got a different bit of a vibe. Could you just give a, a description of what life is up like up in the Panhandle? Sure. Um, it's more of a laid back, I would say, uh, than than the bigger cities, the more urban areas, uh, but lots of celebrations on the beach. Um, I would say, you know, Panama City Beach is really that that family friendly. They have Pier Park where they do the beach ball drop. They have one at, at seven or eight o'clock for the kids. Um, you know, lots of crafts and fun things for the kids to do. But it's right across from the beach. And so there is just a beautiful scene to be there. Uh, Pensacola, again, they do something downtown and they also do something at the beach. So there's kind of a, a different thing for everyone. But I would definitely say it's a, you know, no shoes, no shirt, no problems kind of place where where you've got your toes in the sand and, you know, you're watching fireworks over the water. So uh, definitely a little bit different, but still a great experience. And and I've loved, I've done Panama City and Pensacola um, and the Destin 30A area for New Year's before, and, and they're all great. And, and Elon, we were talking earlier about people getting out into the sea, maybe for Christmas, having a Christmas dip, or in England, we do it either on Christmas Day or New Year's Day. The water is a lot colder. 
Um, I'm assuming uh, the, uh, the Atlantic coast may be just as cold, uh, or but if you're in the Gulf of Mexico, it's probably a little bit warmer. So what's the what's the weather? What the, sorry, what's the water weather like? Or temperature would probably be the better word to use. What's the water temperature like uh, around Florida in the winter months? Is it still very nice? Do people need to put wetsuits on to go out and enjoy? Uh, the, the sea? I think it just depends on where you are in the state. Up where um, Megan and I are in Tallahassee, um, it does get pretty chilly, um, you know, down to freezing. So I don't know that I'd want to, me being a Floridian though, uh, with thin blood, I don't know that I'd run into the water in the panhandle in the winter. But once you get down to um, central and south Florida, it's still it's still warm and, uh, and still a perfect time to enjoy it. So it just kind of depends on where you are in the state. Perfect. So if you're coming from England, the water's fine year round. Um, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's about on the Atlantic coast of between 10 and 20 degrees Celsius um, in February. So again, for us, not so much. You will find many Canadians in the water. That is true. Or, maybe, or maybe Californians because it is a... Uh, you know, I went out to LA and I thought, hold on, this is going to be lovely warm water. No, it's freezing, <laughs> absolutely freezing. So they would also love their, their time and winter time in, in Florida. Um, and yeah. we were talking about, the, obviously, the, and Danny raised the, the opportunity to go and see the migrating birds. Um, and most people will know about the Everglades as being a, um, a great uh, outdoors area to go and explore. Are there any other sort of hidden gens or national parks that people should really get out and enjoy when visiting Florida? Was that for me? Um, yeah, sorry, Dana, for you. Or for, for, it could be over for all of you. Well, there are, there are so many, but there is one that is about an hour north of Tampa Airport, uh, and it is near the town of Homosassa near Crystal River, and it is uh, the Chasakowitska National Wildlife mm-hmm. Refuge, and I did say that properly. And they welcome uh, giant cranes uh, who are migrating and they lead them there from, I believe they come in from Canada and they lead them with ultralight uh, aircraft uh, to their breeding ground in this National Wildlife Refuge. And I remember when my children were young, their class took a field trip up to see the cranes come in. And uh, it's a beautiful grassland out on the Gulf of Mexico and truly, truly unique and special uh, and beautiful. Uh, sounds, sounds lovely, especially anyone who's a, a budding photographer would love to go to go and out, or even an artist maybe to come out and paint. So I'm not going to try and pronounce the name of the national park because I will struggle. <laughs> well, can I add one thing? Yes. So, so if someone went to the Chasakowitska National <laughs> Wildlife Refuge uh, afterward at lunchtime, they could go to this neat little spot in Homosassa called the Freezer, which is an outdoor seafood sort of dive restaurant with picnic tables and the freshest seafood you'll find anywhere, and ice cold beer, and uh, truly have the full Florida sort of uh, rural beachside experience. No, and that sounds. I love my food. So I'll definitely be enjoying that. And um, one thing I did, didn't really know much about until uh, we, we've done this Florida mi- mini series is the Dry Tortugas National Park. And that looks unbelievable. Now, who knows it best to describe it to the listeners? Because I'm not going to try. <laughs> I haven't been, but I we do have a coworker who has been twice and she you can only get there by boat or by seaplane and she's done both. 
Um, and and I, she just said it's not like she not what she would think Florida was like. It's like if you're in the the Caribbean. But to me, it's like no, this is our Florida. This this is the way. You know, it's not what all of Florida looks like, but the water is crystal clear and you can camp there, which I think is very interesting. If you want to do that, you got to get in early because it's very, very popular to do. But, you know, you go out by seaplane or by boat and, you know, bring all your camping gear and get to to spend the night there. And the photos are beautiful. I cannot wait to go. So I think I think the three of us right here, you can come too, Matthew. We just need to go and uh, hop on a seaplane and get out there. Yeah. I did have a trip to the Dry Tortugas scheduled this year and it was canceled. So I'm hoping to do it in 2021. So we can all go. <laughs> we'll, we'll go. We'll go with you. Yeah. I mean, that and then also, um, and I know Dana has done this, so she can actually explain it, but it is on on my list at the very top of my list of things to do, but is to go ziplining. Um, we have a can canyon zipline that everyone's like there's no canyon in Florida there, there's no way that there's a canyon it's completely flat you couldn't do that so I'm going to let Dana explain it but I want to do it very soon <laughs> right so uh, there's a place called the canyons which is about again an hour north of Tampa International Airport uh, right off uh, the interstate and it is world-class ziplining and I went about this time last year and did uh, it was about a three-hour trek among all the different zip lines. They have many. Uh, and it's over uh, what was at one time long ago, a big rock quarry, but now it's completely forested and beautiful. And the water is, is a brilliant blue. And we were able to, uh, uh, I, I don't know, I can't even describe it. You go, so, you start so high and you go so fast. Uh, you feel like you're going to fall into the water on one line, but uh, it was just an amazing, exhilarating experience. And it's a family owned business. Business, which is also great. So you're supporting, you know, small business when you go there. And you can kayak through it, you can zip line over it, or you can horseback ride around it. That's my favorite, <laughs> my favorite talking point about that. But I just haven't done it yet. No, that's 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 amazing. And and horseback riding again is something that people may not think that they uh, can do much of in Florida. And I mean, there's you know, there's like your your ranch. You know, there's there's ranches in Florida which I didn't really know about. Especially uh, in in that the the Orange County um, around just the south of uh, Orlando. Sorry, I said to yeah. remember. Ocala is actually what yeah. what's called the horse capital of the world. There's an airport there where they fly in horses that cost more money than you could ever imagine. Um, it's it's a it's a beautiful place. But horses everywhere, and you can horseback ride on the beach in several destinations. Uh, Martin County is one of them. Amelia Island, uh, Anna Maria Island. So you have experiences like that on both coasts as well as inland. And all of these are year round because, again, the, the, the amazing weather that you have there, mm -hmm. you know, everything we've spoke about so far, you can do it in the summer, winter, Christmas, any time of year. Any time. Any time of year. Perfect. Oh, and yeah. and um, my one of our, my penultimate questions to all of you is going to be, um, what are some of your personal favorite things to do in the winter or uh, during the holiday seasons. It could be going to see Santa, uh, um, one of the theme parks. It could be doing New Year's Eve and watching one of the um, pelicans drop or just enjoying a lovely outdoor stroll. So we'll start with you. 
I always just love going um, up to the beaches up here along the Emerald Coast. Um, it's just I've been several times over New Year's and just sit on the beach, have, you know, have a drink, um, watch the sunset, be by a bonfire. It's just really chill and, and nice to kind of decompress after after the holidays or the year to just kind of sit and relax with friends and family. So I love the Emerald Coast up here and the beaches. Dana? Well, we have a boat. And so one of my my favorite things to do during the holidays, especially when my daughters are home from school or from, and now one is in school and one is working. Uh, when they're here, we we love to go out on our boat and just ride around and uh, do a little fishing here and there. But it's just a, it's a beautiful time of year to be out uh, on the water because it is a little cooler. Uh, so maybe we would wear shorts and a light jacket. <laughs> so uh it's being on the boat uh being uh by the water is just really really nice megan yeah i would say the same as elon just we both live in tallahassee so we're not very far from the beaches of the gulf coast i went to university in pensacola so i find my way back there pretty often. Um, there are some great beach bars there that also have like cornhole set up and yard games. And, and so going and having a drink and playing some games and meeting up with my college friends um, are some of my favorite things. And then also just during the holidays in general, you know, shopping is always fun and buying gifts for people. Um, so we have a lot of our malls are outdoor. But apart from that, the festivals and the events that Elon was talking about, going to a lot of those and, and looking through some of the handmade local crafts that people have made. And, and you think of Florida and, you, you know, ornaments that are made out of oyster shells um, and driftwood and, and very local things. And so gifting during the holidays in Florida, whenever you've gone shopping at some of these local markets, you know, really makes you stand out and have the best gift um, and not just a gift card. So I'd say anyone who's going to come before the holidays and gets the chance to go and see some of these local goods, it's amazing. And you taste the local food. Um, here in North Florida, honey, uh, local honey is a big thing and it's delicious. And that's also a great gift. So I, I love going to shop at all of the, the festivals and the markets that we have. And and before we saw, I completely forgot, Thanksgiving it's not a thing that many people outside of America may know much about, but how big uh, an event and, and are there Thanksgiving maybe parades or parties if anyone wants to come and enjoy that time of year in Florida? Uh, we'll start with uh, Elon. Yeah, definitely. I think Thanksgiving clearly is huge over here and uh, be outdoors and hang out. So, yeah, there's lots of um, Thanksgiving parades around the state, um, people celebrating, um, definitely, for sure. And Following on from that, I just want to ask, what type of food would you recommend at this time of year? Obviously, Thanksgiving for, for those in England is quite a lot like either a Sunday roast or a Christmas dinner, maybe yep. something in between. But what would be some of your favorite um, foods or, or recommendations or people have to try? Maybe it's something very traditional Floridian uh, during the winter months or, or festive seasons. Dana? Well, I, I have a true favorite uh, because in Florida, we have stone crabs, which I don't believe can be found anywhere else in the world. Uh, and it is truly a delicacy. I love stone crabs. The claws are about 
four or five inches long. Um, they take one, so the crab lives and grows another one. So even if you're if you're sensitive to that sort of thing, the crab lives on. Uh, they are a true delicacy. Uh, can only really be found here in the southern United States, and the season runs from November to. I think February or March. So our tradition for Thanksgiving is to have stone crabs, as many as you can possibly eat the night before. And then this year at Thanksgiving, we will be outside with my sister and her family and my parents. And we are having uh, venison because my husband is a hunter and wild turkey. So a little non-traditional, but stone crabs, venison and turkey work pretty well for me. <laughs> Megan? <laughs> Uh, I would say that our family goes about as traditional as you can go. There's ham, turkey, green bean casserole. We love casseroles here in America. We just throw everything <laughs> in, in one pan and throw it in the oven. Um, my favorite, and I, I like to make this, and my family likes for me to make this, is a salted caramel pecan pie. Um, it's always gone first even before we've eaten, like it's not safe for dessert. So that would be, that would be my favorite is pecan pie. Um, but I'm also a huge mashed potato and gravy fan. So whenever I come to the UK, I eat very well. <laughs> I'm a meat and potatoes kind of girl. So I would say that's, that's my fave. Have you had uh, Northern gravy? Sorry, we're going to go off a bit tangent here, but in, in England, have you ever been up to, because in the North of England, they love their gravy, gravy on chips, gravy on anything. It's great gravy, but yeah. So when you come back, I'll, we'll go. I'll do we'll, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to the north and get some gravy. Um, and Elam. Um, yeah, it's funny. I was literally just talking to my mom about our Thanksgiving recipes or, or dishes yesterday, but we do traditional as well. We do turkey, um, cream corn, cornbread dressing, um, peanut butter pie. So, so all of the traditional favorites um, we enjoy. And Southern traditional, both Southern, of the things yeah. that we said, I feel like we have a, the South does things a little bit differently, I would say, than the rest yeah. of Yes. Yeah, and and the Panhandle is a bit more southern than the rest of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you have that that little uh, southern twist to a lot of your food or or uh, culture up in the Panhandle. Yeah. I think the more north you go, the more southern it gets. <laughs> yeah, so we can tell by your accent. What accent? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, we 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 we've also had a there is a Florida culinary uh, episode with the Travel Podcast. So do make sure you check out that where we actually talk in more detail about some local cuisine around different areas from the Panhandle in Pensacola, Tampa, and also in St. Augustine uh, on the Atlantic mm -hmm. coast. And so before we end the episode, I just want to ask each of you how long you would recommend staying to really experience the winter or holiday season. So we can either look at, uh, you can look at different areas in the States or combining twin centers. So um, if I start with you first, Elon. I would say um, probably around two weeks. And I think more people are trying to focus on twin center holidays. So um, as I mentioned earlier, if you have been to the theme parks before, um, normally people will spend a week in the theme parks. And then after doing that for a week, I know I, I don't think I could, I would last a week because I'd be completely exhausted. But if you do and you're exhausted, then you can just go over to the beach and spend a you know week on the beach in Tampa or St. Pete um, or even up north in the Panhandle. So I would recommend two weeks for sure. Dana? 
I was going to say 10 to 10, 10 to 20 days, uh, depending on how much time people have. Florida is a very, very easy state to navigate by car. So if one flew into Miami, for example, and uh, had some time there, then drove to Orlando for the theme park experience, and then, you know, drive another three or four hours uh, to the northern part of the state, you get a very good overview of, of kind of the diversity that Florida has to offer. And it is just so easy to fly into one area and fly out of another uh, because, you know, our airports are good and our road system is very good. So I think that a drive, fly, fly in and drive holiday would be wonderful. Megan? Yeah, I would say no less than 10 days, especially if you're wanting to get a holiday experience and coming in just before Christmas, maybe hitting a few of those festivals and doing some shopping, spending Christmas in Florida, and then also getting the New Year's experience. So, you know, I would definitely say around two weeks um, is probably the sweet spot in between. But I, I do agree that you have to you have to see other things. You can't just what we call fly and flop, <laughs> where you fly one one place and you flop on the beach and you don't move for two weeks. There's too much, too much to see. But I agree with Elon as well. I don't know too many Brits that come over to uh, Florida and don't hit the theme parks for at least a couple of days. So they have to get outside of that bubble and, and see some of the more natural side of the state. No, I, I would totally agree. Having been fortunate enough, driving there is very easy. I've driven all over from the Panhandle all the way down to the Keys. It is uh, a breeze to do. The roads are nice and big for anyone who's, who's nervous. You know, always do a little recommendation is try it around the car park or the parking lot, uh, as they might say in the States, um, to get yourself used to it. But I would highly recommend doing a multi-center. And if you are driving up to the north, go along the coastal route because it is beautiful to, to pop into some of the little towns along the route. Um, and once you, if you're going on the interstate, which is a little bit quicker, once you turn west, it's just pine, it's just, are, are, are they pine trees? There's just green trees either side of you as for yeah, as yeah. long as you go. And then you take a left and you turn to the beach. So it's not as beautiful a drive, but it is a lot quicker. So depending on how much time you have, I would definitely recommend if you are trying to see more of the state, and I highly recommend getting up to the Panhandle, it is very different as well. And, and getting around Florida, go along the Gulf Coast, it is beautiful. Um, and also cruising out of Florida is a big thing. So again, you could do yourself a little mini cruise out to the Caribbean, come back and then go and enjoy the parks and then go up and enjoy some of nature all around and some of the beaches that Florida has to offer. So I just want to say thank you all for joining me on this episode. I know it's, uh, you've got a, a busy days, days ahead and you're also enjoying some lovely weather uh, during this uh, wintry season compared to me where it is very cold. So I'm very jealous of where you are right now. So thank you all. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Make sure you visit thetrailpodcast.com where you can find links to what we've talked about on this episode's page. And you can also find all the other Florida special episodes that we've released this month. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice and subscribe for free to keep up to date with all our episodes and make sure to share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening. 